0: Oh, hi. Welcome in. You're here for the Echoplex Media broadcast. Oh, great. Me too. Uh, my podcast, the full dash closure audiobook and podcast, actually sponsors Echoplex Media. Yeah. We're also on on podcatchers like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, you name it. We're we're on there. Yeah, it's about um not just the gig economy, but corporate AI and the future of human employment mm-hmm. and our economy. Uh, and it's it's really applicable to everybody. I think you'll be fascinated. So check it out. We've actually got uh 14 episodes up now. So um yeah, yeah, check that out. Let's uh let's 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 watch Ecoplex Media now let's see what dave's up to the
1: internet is a big dumpster
2: Homophobic racist and don't give a fucking hey. Do you think you can drive a bigger truck? So wear your baseball cap to the side to let everyone know that you're a nice guy. Was so, who cool. was so impressed? Lots of chicks in a barrel chest. Cause you're a real man. Punch for punch. Gonna piss in your face while you're. A nice guy who speaks through his fits prick with a penchant for messing with heads A broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed Alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too But you're probably kill ill uh, Before she gets away from you She runs in the pool and cry All your friends say that you're a nice guy Have a drink, this one's on me Look you're doing, fine Losing to your disease no, Tomatose, I'll pack your bags very you in my cat It's finished
3: Welcome to the Plex. We do this show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash ecoplexmedia. <clears throat> you can support this project at eplex.store. Right now, the uh, tinfoil hats, uh, what, like the one I'm wearing for those watching on video, and a couple others that we've uh, recently added are uh, available with free shipping. So uh, eplex.store. Also, you can subscribe there, very much like Patreon. And for those who are Patreon users and don't want to sign up for a new service, we totally understand that, go on over to Patreon.com. Echoplex sign up at the 5 or $10 level or $20 level or $1 level, whatever, whatever, whatever level you want. Other ways to support this project can be found at echoplexmedia.com slash support. And this is where I usually say this is what the people want. Um, and it's true. It's just a different thing that the people generally want.
4: Get to the vault in a pool of blood from the police Assault, no revolution, instead Your body beating blue and red And a bright white light on the horizon, Instead, Then the napalm drops and the flames won't stop they teachers dead, preachers dead, soldiers dead, cops The napalm drops and the flames won't stop they teachers dead, preachers dead, soldiers dead, cops What you gonna do when no one comes for you? You better, better make a plan for the wasteland So what's your plan for the wasteland? Mutants and martyrs, just malnourished kids telling stories about all the fun stuff we did. No gas for the car and no shells for the guards, so sit back, relax, let the cannibals come. You wish they were zombies, but there's breath in their lives. in their lungs. What are you gonna do when no one comes for you? Oh? What you gonna do when the hungry humans come for you? You better, better make a plan for the wasteland So what's your plan for the wasteland? What's your plan for the wasteland? So what's your plan for the wasteland? So I would rather be gone I would rather be dust when the bombs come along So I fight with the dying when you get rest and be dead? We all need survival like a hole in the head Pray you're safe and you're sound i sleep in the ground Pray the first fucking target in this quaint little town When the gas came you choke? when the fun came you drown? What you gonna do When no one comes for you, oh What you gonna do When the consequences come for you? You better, better make us laugh, for the wasteland. So what's your plan for the wasteland? Ain't got no plan for the wasteland. they of gonna go Sam for the wasteland. You're a bitch of by for the wasteland. You got no plan for the wasteland. So what you gonna do? When no one comes for you, you better, better make a plan for the wasteland. You better, better make a plan for the wasteland.
3: All right, everybody, let's get right to it. Uh, our first story on the list is uh, this is a young man who I've seen a little bit of on Twitter, but I haven't seen him doing too much out in the real world. Well, he went out in the real world and interviewed a bunch of people at the Trump rally in Des Moines, Iowa. So let's give this quick look. Well, actually, it's 10 minutes. We're going to probably watch the whole thing. See what, what kind of questions he asks and what kind of uh, bizarre answers he receives from the people at the Trump event in Iowa.
5: So, Donald Trump scheduled a rally in Des Moines, Iowa, on the same day Governor DeSantis was slated to speak. I guess it was meant as some sort of power move, but we're gonna go talk to people and see how they're feeling about the selection coming
3: up.
4: A Bay, down a for a two-minute
3: interview. Now, this young man needs somebody to do the audio on his videos.
0: Alone. Our current
6: and sitting president of Trump. He's our commander in chief.
5: You think Trump is still a sitting president?
7: Yes. Blaine, Let's talk blame. Yeah, let's talk blame. What's up? There's so many people living off of the government handouts, and that is not that much farther away from slavery. They would at your age compared to mine. There's a lot of things you haven't learned yet.
5: Or I could argue that your views are outdated. Oh, you energy expert. Hey, and he does it all while high on crack and banging hookers, right? What percent of Americans do you think are transgender?
8: I would say uh, before it was cool to be transgender, or uh, before no, it, it was is. probably like uh, I would say 1.5, and now it's probably like 20. percent 20. percent. It's still 0.5. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was pretty close on 1.5. Pretty. So yeah. Fair. <laughs> Let me ask you this: If an adult, uh, at, finished,
3: at least, you know what? At least the guy in the purple shirt here was like, "Oh, I guess I got it wrong." That's that. That's progress. Big progress, actually
5: with gender dysphoria and they try to decide on a treatment do you think the government should be able to step in and stop that
8: oh no no not not if they're paying for it as long as you know they have their own insurance that they're paying for i don't think a state you know uh health
3: oh shit, comrade purple shirt you know
8: your gender reassignment
3: so you're okay with
5: people getting gender affirming care though oh yeah 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 as long as i'm not paying for it there's this whole new wave of eradicate transgenderism which i think is too far in the opposite direction yeah
8: I'd I have nothing against you know gay people or whatever you, whatever you claim you are. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to live just the same every day.
7: This country is more divided I like now than it was when Martin Luther King marched when I was a kid. Blame? Let's talk blame.
8: Yeah, let's talk
5: blame. What's up?
7: Have you ever heard any Democrat say that it was their responsibility or they did this? Sure. Or they did? Have you looked at the records, the actual information that we found? about biden and his crime family they would eliminate so many of the drugs i believe that children are able to get a hold of nowadays there would be far fewer mental issues what kind of drugs pot for one
3: <laughs> the pot and the pot the kids are on the pot
7: i grew up with kids that when it was just coming in and i saw them make complete idiots of themselves That's <laughs> No, thank you. You go ahead and do it. That's your choice, not mine. Never broke so, a law in my life except get a couple of, uh, well, no, I've never actually got a speeding ticket. I've got a, some warnings.
5: We can go smoke some pot in my car if you want to break a law.
7: Uh, not no. on your life. Oh. <laughs> I think
6: that has just been publicized uh, just like other issues that they try to distract us from um, when it's more of a mental issue issue mental health issue yeah.
5: well if it's a mental health issue then wouldn't it follow that treatment would improve these people's quality of life yeah. so you're for gender affirming care no there's tons of studies that people who receive gender affirming care have a way better quality of life than people who don't are
6: you just seeing it from the one side or are you seeing both sides of it have well tell checked? me your side no i'm just saying have you seen the research On just the one side, or are you seeing it from both sides? The
5: opposite of gender-affirming care, I guess, would be conversion therapy. And there's zero studies showing that conversion therapy works. Actually, that increases the suicide rate of trans people. Mm -hmm.
6: I I don't know the statistics on that. I'm just going by, you know, my own thoughts of, you know...
5: I've just thought about it. Trump will be able to beat Biden in 2024 when he already lost to him in 2020.
6: Well, he didn't lose to him in 2020. You don't think so? No, it was completely rigged. Biden is just a puppet anyway. It's not the real guy.
5: Who's, who's controlling him?
6: The White Hats.
5: The White Hats? The White Hats. Can you define who, they, who those people are?
6: That would be our military, our generals, and our current and sitting president of Trump. He's our commander in chief still.
5: You think Trump is still a sitting president? Yes. You think Trump is currently making all the decisions in the country? Yes. So would you blame the current inflation on Trump?
6: Yes, because this is where we would have been I'm not blaming him, but in order for everybody to actually start waking up and seeing what was going to come down the pipeline if Hillary would have gotten in and they would have been able to do their new world order, this is what we were going to get.
3: I love the, the concept of a new world order. It's the, the, it's, it's the stupidest thing to be worried about. The order of the world is always changing. The Internet brought about a new world order. The fall of the Iron Curtain brought about a new world order. The printing press brought about a new world order. The automobile brought about a new world order.
5: It's also on
3: Trump.
6: Have you been to the border? No have you. No. So how do we actually know? if the, if the wall was actually done, how are they getting in? Is it really a crisis, or is it just crisis actors?
3: Uh, I don't think there's a crisis at the border. she left her left she left her young man speechless there, the who's like,
5: Acting oh. like immigrants. Correct. What's the purpose of this?:
6: To wake more people up. To what? To seeing we would be going socialists in a communist country, and that's not what America's about.
0: Leave the children alone. Stay the hell out of the schools. Keep your your drag queen shit out of the school But when you were 13 with
3: your body when you'd
8: wake up with a woody you wouldn't know what the hell to do with it you know but
5: if there's a 15 year old who is having these confusing feelings i think they should be able to talk about it without worrying that the government steps in they
3: can talk about
0: it they can dress how they'd like they can act how they would like but until any surgeries or anything's done it should be 18 years old we need to get
3: to them generally again. how it is anyway
0: mm-hmm. we need to take back the country for the people yeah peacefully No violence. No violence. So you disagree with what happened on January 6th? It was not an insurrection. We were set up. By who? Democrats in a deep
5: state. And people was there. FBI was. You don't think there's a part of individual responsibility to do with it, though? So, like, if you make the decision to walk into the Capitol, break glass and to riot, don't you think
0: it might be justified to be charged with something? Yes. If you break the law, of course, there's consequences to breaking the law. Now you get a group of people, I don't care who it is, it could be Christians, whatever. You get someone or a couple people in there that are instigators, they're gonna get the whole crowd to go. Yeah. It takes one flame to get the can of gas to burn. Yeah. Now there was people there, yes, that should not have done what they did. The disruption
3: should not have happened. If you get caught- I wonder if he was there.
9: Because the election was stolen. You think so? I do.
5: How come every time they brought it to the courts, all the evidence was rejected immediately?
7: Because the courts are rigged.
5: A lot of those judges were appointed by Trump, though.
7: They still have a lot of
10: undercurrent things that are going on that should not be going
5: on. There. So you think Trump appointed over 60 judges that were part of the swamp? Maybe. Doesn't that reflect poorly on Trump's judgment? No. <laughs>
7: because look at look at all these people that were wearing masks. Yeah. Were they a fool too?
5: No. No? No.
11: Oh, I think
7: that they
5: were. You think so?
7: This country is more divided now than it was when Martin Luther King marched when I was a kid. The Civil War was something that no one could do anything about because the whites, quote unquote, whites from the South, are not the only ones that had slaves. Slaves are all over the world. Slaves still exist today. <laughs>
5: you think there's a direct effect from slavery to how black Americans are able to live today?
7: No, I don't. They have a chance to learn. They live in the best country in the world. If they open their eyes and listen, instead of just focusing on their little area that and people that they hang out with, they would learn a lot.
5: But from what you said, it sounds like you were born before the civil rights movement. Oh, yeah. So black people, couldn't buy houses in your lifetime. When you were maybe a I'm baby. I'm well aware of that. You were five, so you don't think there's any downstream effect. Felt I
7: felt depressed at that time. Yeah. But that's what Martin was trying to correct. Right now, I see so many people living off the government handout.
5: I'm pretty sure welfare use per capita is higher in red states than blue
7: there's, states. Yes, but there's so many people living off of the government handouts. And that is not that much farther away from slavery. And they were a slave, they were given housing, food, clothing, medical care. They asked the people asked them to work. Yes, there were land or landowners that were violent and, and mean to some of them, but there were others that were humanistic.
12: Uh yeah. I think there should be no transgenders. I'm pretty sure there's only two different genders that are born and that gives two different types of sex
5: but even with there being two genders, that can still fit under the transgender worldview because
12: you're just switching from generally masculine features to feminine features. A woman has uh, female reproductive organs and a male has male reproductive organs, and that's about it.
5: Do you look at people's genitals when you're figuring out whether they call them sir or ma'am, or do you generally look at a vague set of social characteristics?
12: Uh, you can, just by walking around, you can tell by the way their voices, you can just, just what's more, about your morals than what's morally the right in this world so you can look at people and know if they're transgender based off their morals a person knows if they're men or women and that they know their morals and know if it's right and i totally just, agree to be honest is a big thing um we're all about honesty in this country so if they know they're a woman nor generally you'll know if they're a woman just by the way they walk the way the way they're they're
5: This sounds pro-trans to me though. So you're saying if somebody knows they're a woman and they walk around with features that are looking like a woman, then they can be considered a woman.
12: Uh, no, they, a woman, we already went over what a woman and a male is and I think we agreed on that. Oh, copyright.
5: You (laughs) down for a two minute interview, sir? We're just independent.
3: So that's pretty, that's pretty funny. I like these, and the one lady that one lady was standing by what appeared to be a late model SUV, she was a monster. She was the worst of the bunch. I like the guy in the purple shirt. He was pretty cool. He was like, ah, whatever. He was like, do your thing. He's like, I just vote for Trump because, I don't know. Maybe if race would have come up, the guy in the purple shirt, we would have had a different um, take on him, right? Or maybe, maybe he has no idea why he's voting for Trump, just hates the liberals or whatever. Who knows? So up next, we have... Vivek Ramaswamy uh, running as a Republican seems a little little crazy. That uh, the guy thinks that Republicans are going to vote for a guy whose last name is Ramaswamy, but whatever. Uh, he's a big. He's going to talk about voting and voting rights, and um, apparently not the biggest fan of the Twenty Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution.
13: I want to see these things restored: civic duty, civic pride, constitutional republic. But whatever we're doing ain't getting us there. And so I think we're going to have to think about it very differently. And that's what I'm trying to do. Voting is not guaranteed in the Constitution. Read the entire Constitution front to back. Our founding fathers and everybody who wrote every amendment since they knew it. Go check out the 26th Amendment. They were doing. They said you can't restrict the vote based on certain criteria.
3: Yes. But there's no expressly constitutionally guaranteed right to vote because we don't live in it. A- but they, that's the same thing. Saying that they can't restrict your right to vote is the right to vote. That's like Congress shall enact no law prohibiting um, the expression. What is it? Congress shall not enact no law prohibiting free expression or free speech. I forget what's in the first amendment, but it says Congress shall not, which ends up giving you the positive right to free speech. That's the same thing as you, you can't, the, the constitution, the 26th amendment says that you can't deny people over 18, the right to vote. That's, that's, it says negative thing. It says a negative thing. It says you may not, but it ends up being a positive, right? in a direct democracy. We
13: live in a constitutional republic. And that means something. It comes with civic duties. No, so it doesn't. That backdrop, tying the duties of tying the privileges of citizenship to duties. I think that's closer to the flame of the American way. And that in a small, very pragmatic way, if I may say so myself, but I think that in an implementable way is what I took a first step towards last week when I said that if you want to vote in this country before the age of 25, let's start with that. Before the age of 25, then you at least have to either have served the country or at minimum serve the country by learning something about it and pass the same civics test.
3: Oh, oh, he wants to do poll. He wants to do tests at the polls. Now, tests at the polls, you say. Like literacy tests. Remember when uh, there were literacy tests at the polls.
13: That we require of naturalized citizens. And the truth is,
14: Vivek, I'm not sure that's I'm just thinking abstractly with you here. We're not we're not formulating law. I'm not sure what changes at the age of 25. I would like to see the entire citizenry
13: more educated and more invested in America. So I'm with you, Will. I really am, actually. That's where I am in spirit. So now this is the first conversation I'm having since I've rolled this, rolled the policy idea out that gets into the depth of my journey to get there. It just turns out pragmatic. So so I'm actually with you. I'll say two things in response um, against the backdrop of agreement. One is. I, I'm actually giving people three paths to understand the country. One is serve the country.
3: But you don't know no, just because you join the military doesn't mean you understand policy or a civics. Terrier, first
13: responder, police service. If not at least learn something about the country in the form of the same civics test that immigrants have to pass to become naturalized voting citizens. And if not, then at least live in the country as an adult for seven years and experience it likely as a taxpayer or finding your own way to actually at least have some skin. Yeah, this motherfucker hates the 26th amendment as an adult in the country. So those are three different paths to experience or know something about, come to know something about the
3: country. (laughs) 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 Fucking idiot. Yo, he doesn't know shit about the country. The 26th Amendment, it, 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 what he just described would violate the 26th Amendment. Probably parts of the 13th or 14th Amendment, too, though. I don't know. So we got a new character over there on Fox News ever since old Tuck Tuck is gone. This guy was uh, the fucking, uh, we'll say he was the, uh, the main character over at Fox this week. His name is Will Kane. And uh, we got one, two... Clips of him talking about the coming race war seems great.
14: I think it's actually undeniable that we are living in the least racist moment in human history. And within that context, we're in the least racist country on the planet. And we are almost at the least racist moment in the entirety of our own personal american history our own personal american history take a look at this gallup poll in june 2008 just months before barack obama won the presidential election nearly 70 percent of americans believed race relations were somewhat or very good
3: yeah and then we saw what happened when the democrats nominated a black dude
14: <laughs> by obama's last year the number of americans who had a positive view of race relations dropped by nearly 20 points including less than half of black adults additionally The number of black Americans who worry a great deal about race went from around 40% during Obama's presidency to nearly 70% today.
3: Hmm, What happened?
14: The number of white Americans who worry about race nearly doubled in that time span as well. Between the last year of Trump's presidency and the first year of Biden, the number of Americans who worried a great deal about race increased from 31% to almost 50%. If you did a word count, by the way, for the New York Times, for example, on the word racist over the last 15 years, what you would see one of those word bubbles is an absolute explosion. All the race mongering, all the division, it's working. Just over a decade ago, we were headed to that moment of judging each other according
3: to the content of our character. God, that's like the only fucking quote these people know from Martin Luther King Jr., I'd like to introduce them to some of the things he said about uh, worker's rights and uh, the wealthy,
14: not the color of our skin. But since that time politicians have used our worst instincts to pit us against one another for their own political gain. They are happy to tear apart our carpool in exchange for your support at the voting booth,
15: our carpool Telling
14: lies, creating boogeymen, reinforcing tribes. These people carpool. Joe Biden will divide us. He'll tear us down, he'll fill us with hate for his own gain, for power. One person who is running to stop that from happening is Nikki Haley, she's the former ambassador to the U.N. and the governor of South Carolina. Nikki, great to have you with us this evening. Great to be with you. Why is this happening? Why do politicians insist on dividing us and seemingly pushing us toward a race war?
11: You know, you look, inflation's running rampant. You've got wokeism in schools. You've got crime at all-time highs.
3: Crime is not at all-time highs. I would like to introduce this person to the year 1994.
11: Got, you know illegal immigrants to the totally open border you've got china on the march and that has nothing to do with race and the idea that he brought up white supremacy goes back to exactly what you said it started with obama now it's with biden the leftists insert race into everything into everything and all that does look
3: at look at there's joe biden standing next to some black dudes fucking inserting race into everything
11: people against each other and it doesn't allow us to get to any solutions so their answer to everything is to blame everybody else for being racist but not them and we see how that's played out
3: wait what i don't know what the fuck she's talking about so one of the things when they talk about a race war i feel like they think it would play out one way right where it would be like I'd get together with all the white people, and we'd have the white people army, and then the Latino people would have their army. The black people would have their army. They're wrong. A race war, if it were to happen, which I'm not really rooting for. This ain't the Tim Pool show. We're not, like, rooting for a civil war every five minutes here. It would probably play out as racists versus everyone else. And it would be short. Because <laughs> most people... Even though, even though most of us do uh, carry racial biases that we're unaware of that we should maybe work on and work on becoming more aware of and work on making sure we don't act on, we're not just going to go join the we're racist side of the race war. So I feel like if the U S had a race war, that shit would last about a day and then we'd come out the other side of it. Maybe not, maybe not better, but certainly not too much worse for the wear. you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't last long. So here's a. will kane again with one of his guests um this time they're going to talk about uh rwanda and uh, yugoslavia
16: and look at mark milley and lloyd austin they got before congress and they swore that yes that the chief problem in the military was white rage and there's a reaction against it you see that we're short sixteen thousand recruits in the army you see that reparations has a 70 percent negative polling you saw this recent attempt to have the cleopatra a uh, series fabricate the idea that cleopatra who was a macedonian uh greek in the line of ptolemaic kings and queens was african-american and the people just don't
3: so, you no know, you can't uh, Cleo, listen it's impossible for cleopatra to have been african-american does, can anybody guess why it's impossible for cleopatra to have been african-american this is why the word black just works better
16: be indoctrinated so there is a group of all different peoples black hispanic white that are getting very tired of the racialization yes. and they're pushing back it's tragic we're going down we have a we have a rendezvous with yugoslavia or rwanda if we don't stop it
14: yeah And that's, that's, I was going to say, Victor, we're headed into an unknown and dark age, but the truth is we're returning to the story of humanity. Tribalism and racism is actually the primitive nature of man. We had arrived somewhere well beyond it at one point in America. Now, sadly, we're not looking at progress. We're looking at regression.
3: So this is pining away for a past that didn't exist, right? Like the chart he was showing when people weren't worried about race. Well, I think a lot of people and maybe myself included thought that, yeah, that things were a lot better, that things were a lot better than they were before uh, Barack Obama was nominated by the Democratic Party. I remember some, uh, some exit polling during the primaries, like Democrats, they were like, oh, who'd you vote for? And they're like, oh, voted for Hillary Clinton. And they just said, you know, they would ask, oh, uh, why didn't you vote for Barack Obama? And they said, oh, we're, I don't I just don't think we're ready for a black president. And those were Democrats. And then people saw that and they're like, oh, shit. I guess maybe uh, race relations are worse than I thought they were. And then maybe some people who held racist white supremacist adjacent or just white supremacist beliefs, they thought uh, the race race was going fine because all the presidents have been white and like their power, their power wasn't being really um, challenged in any sort of systemic way by the government. And then they saw a black dude as the president and they're like, Oh shit, race relations are bad. Look at, we got a black president now. See, like, I think people just realized when we got our first black president when America got its first black president that things ha- weren't that great actually and that we had more work to do and that you know in that chart said we somebody in the chat asked like what do you mean when you say worry when he was citing those poll numbers well yeah worry might mean something completely different to me than it means to the average uh, Sam Harris fan for example Sam Harris fan would probably be uh, angry that we aren't you know, giving everybody an IQ test or measuring their fucking skull or whatever. And my worry about racism is that, uh, it's just like overt and alive and well on Twitter. And, um, you know, those are two separate worries that would be caught as a yes in the same poll. Anyway, here's the last clip of our friend, Will Kane, who I believe we're going to be seeing a lot more of on the Sunday show. Uh, he's going to be talking about, uh, Canada instituting Sharia law. He's kicking it old school. In the
14: name of equity, systemic racism is now legal in Canada. According to a report in the Free Press, Canadian judges are considering a criminal's race when they receive their sentence. All they have to do is fill out something called an impact of race and culture assessment here's how it works you say that you are the product of a racist system or that you are an immigrant and you receive a lighter sentence here's an example man named Edward Smith he's bragging about he used the process to get out of prison early Smith had pled guilty to theft and robbery with a firearm but he later filled out that form and argued that he committed the crime because he felt disconnected from the culture as an immigrant that was apparently enough for the judge Smith was let out of prison after just six months now if Smith had been white, he would have served the remainder of his 8 years behind bars. Gad Sad is the author of the
3: set. Oh no, it's Gad Sad. Why is Gad Sad? No, no, not Gad Sad. I fucking hate Gad Sad.
14: and the parasitic mind and he joins us. Now, Gad, it's always good to see you. This this what I, I thought that Lady Justice wore a blindfold so that she wouldn't do what now is being done in Canada.
17: Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. Well, what, what is beautiful about Western societies is that historically we've adhered to a set of deontological inviolable principles. Right. The presumption of innocence an absolutist defense of freedom of speech. Uh, the idea, as you said, that a lady justice is blind and these are inviolable principles. And that's but they were
3: just ideas. They weren't necessarily practiced, as you might be able to determine when you look at a sentencing results for people of different races and socioeconomic classes
17: differentiates the western tradition from other traditions so for example where i come from in the middle east islamic law sharia law actually institutes codifies the fact that a a penalty for a crime depends on the religion of the perpetrator and the victim so do we wish under the guise of the progressive cloak of social justice adhere to sharia law or do we want to stick to the traditions of western jurisprudence jurisprudence it's absolutely insane it's baffling
14: canada instituting the premises the principles of sharia law
3: (laughs) by god yeah, this guy might be the new Tucker. Um, he, luckily enough, luckily for our side, he's not very good. He's not as good at this as Tucker. Like, he ain't a good guy or whatever, and I wish Fox would maybe just stop what they're doing and uh, stop having people on to accuse, I don't know, to bring back the Sharia law scare. Like, that's a, that's a kind of an old moral panic, right? That's fucking 15 years ago or something when people were always talking about Sharia law. And funny enough, 15 years down the line, it ain't the fucking it ain't the Muslims banning books, right? Ain't the Muslims telling you that their religion should be enforced on uh, people at your uh, school or even your workplace. <laughs> so up next, this is this is fantastic. Um, we're going to find out exactly how many uh, joints are in two pounds of weed from. Uh, <laughs> this is from the Minnesota State House. Uh, This is uh, Representative Jeff Backer, and he is, as you might guess, a Republican.
18: Um, You know, in the conference file, we raised 1.5 pounds to 2 pounds. Folks, that's 2,724 joints. Hell yeah. That is going to get in the hands of the kids. There's no if, then, or buts. We have the gummy problem already. Um, that's not helping to uplift our society, kids.
3: <laughs> that's a, pers- but what's the difference between that and one and a half pounds of joints? Aren't the, what are the kids only going to get their hands on it if there's fucking two pounds worth of joints? Mom and dad have got a couple joints stashed away, and kids know where they're at. The kids a certain age, kids gonna fucking find them and smoke them. Doesn't matter if it's two or two thousand. Up next, we got Lindsey Graham on the Sean Hannity Show. And it looks like old, looks like old Lindsey's been, been hitting the sauce a little bit before the show here.
19: Remember when we were energy independent? So let me just say this. Remember about when the- Putin and China feared Hell us? Hell yeah. So here's what I'm saying. We will win this election if we talk about things that people care about. We need to prosecute the case that they don't know what they're doing. They're going to ruin your family. They're going to make this country Venezuela. This is the last best chance.
3: So have another drink, Lindsey. Have another drink.
19: You can't secure your border. You can't.
3: Lindsey Grammer <laughs> hold the
19: run. You can take back your streets. You can grow your economy. But you got to fire Democrats. If you don't get that, God help us all. Senator Lindsey Graham.
8: Straight ahead. L.A. Dodgers have. Down from plans to honor a group of drag queen nuns, a famous hot dog truck is going woke. Uh, you can't make it up, Tommy larry
3: A famous hot dog truck is going woke. You can't make it up. How's, he, how's your hot dog truck go woke? But yeah, god damn, and whatever. Like maybe after that many years in Congress or whatever, maybe you just phone it in and show up on the Hannity show drunk. Uh, I do remember back in the day, Chris Hitchens would show up on the Hannity show drunk, but that was a different scenario entirely. <laughs> uh, so up next, we got uh, Josh Hawley He is the uh, masculinity understander. Apparently, um, he's going to talk about uh, you know trying to destroy traditional masculinity through you know I don't know wokeness or M Ms or I don't know what the current version of this is. Here he is from Fox News.
1: I read about him in the book, and you know you look at what our kids are taught in schools. I mean, from the time they go to preschool, for heaven's sake. They're taught that, all oh, if, if they're a boy, if they want to be aggressive, if they want to talk about guns, no, that's bad. They need to be medicated. They need to be quieted down. When they get a little older, they're taught that that manhood is inherently dangerous, that it contributes to climate change, that they need to renounce their masculinity. And you see this ideology, it's it suffuses. Where? It's our media, our culture, all driven by the left. And then we wonder.
3: No. No. So. Actually, aggression like kids treating each other aggressively in school is bad, and uh, girls do it too. They just do it in different ways. Uh, but yeah, it's actually bad. You don't want all the kids being aggressive. I'm not sure that anybody's saying that masculinity causes climate change. It seems, it seems a little made up to me. Just a little tiny bit made up to me. There might be, you know, there might be, there might be some paper out there that talks about how. I don't know, maybe not, but I'm, that's just, it's almost like, it's almost like a men's rights activist talking points or like a kind of incel talking points there. It's a little, little bit of academic window dressing on it, but it's, it's similar. It's pretty close to a lot of the stuff we hear from the manosphere up next. Uh, we got two stories about the supposed uh, FBI whistleblowers. <laughs> this is great. This is on the Maria Bartiromo show. I have no idea how she's still on Fox news. She was probably one of the reasons, one of the big reasons, actually, that Fox had to settle with Dominion. Well, unfortunately, uh, we can't track down the informant. Uh, We're hopeful that the informant is still there. The whistleblower knows the informant. The whistleblower is very credible.
20: Hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just say
7: that the whistleblower or the informant is now missing?
4: Well, we we're hopeful that we can find the informant. Now, remember, these informants are are kind of in the the spy business, so uh, they don't
3: make a habit of uh, being seen a lot or or being high profile or anything like that.
0: Nine (laughs) of the 10 people uh, that we've identified that have very good knowledge with respect to the Bidens, they're, they're one of three things, Maria. They're either currently in court. They're currently in jail.
3: Or
17: they're currently missing.
3: So we have informants, but they're either in court. Well, they're not you that's just a place somebody would be. Are they a judge? Maybe a stenographer. Um what? What the fuck? So I don't think they have informants. I think they made it all up and now they're like, Oh, well they're 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 missing. I think they're kind of maybe trying to soft pedal the idea that the deep state kidnapped them or something. But it's who knows? Who knows? I haven't been covering this, as you know, as you might might well know. I don't do a lot of uh, this this kind of politics. We only do this on Sunday, kind of with an eye towards conspiracism. Don't worry though. Here is our Marjorie the Gathering. She's gonna she's gonna clear all this up for us. She's here. She is on uh, Steve Bannon's war room.
11: Whistleblowers, yes, they are missing. They're either in court, uh, they're in jail, or we cannot talk with them as, at this time because they can't be found. This is a very real situation that we're talking about. And our investigation is so important, Steve, um, that this will bring down the president of the United States. And
3: well, will it? Because, first of all, if they're in court or in jail, you could totally find them. Um, they're You could subpoena them. Uh, you could you could call them in you could call them to testify. They're I don't know what she means in court. Does she mean they've been charged with a crime? Does she mean they're judges? Are they are they witnesses? Are they in the witness protection program? Like I don't know what she means. Like what do they mean? I mean, I understand in jail, but in court, just like right now or just more broadly, they've been spending time in court? Are they a journalist who covers the courts? Like this all stinks. I don't think there's any fucking whistleblowers. So here's a Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about a discussion she had with a black Congressman Jamal Brown. Um, She's, you know, gonna be like black man scary.
11: I Had to have so much security. There was not enough. I was swarmed. It's all on video. Everyone can see this, but I will tell you what's on video is Jamal Bowman shouting at the top of his lungs cursing calling me a horrible net calling me a white supremacist which i take great offense to that is like calling a person of color the n-word which no it's
3: not no calling someone a white supremacist is not Because you know why because you know why marge is because you said white supremacist up there on at your little fucking lectern and you know what you didn't say on the lectern the word that we refer to when we say the n-word so that's how you know that the n-word is worse than other things because you're willing to in front of a camera with a microphone in front of your face say the other words
11: <laughs> it should never happen calling me a white supremacist is equal to that and that is wrong no it's not jamal bowman was down there cursing at me telling me to get the f out of there and he was leading the mob right outside the vehicle i was sitting in we have this all on video and then on the Capitol steps yesterday, he was the one that approached me. Even CNN reported that yelling, shouting, raising his voice. He has aggressive, uh, his his physical mannerisms are aggressive. And he just recently, um, did
3: he did he touch you? Did he get in your face? See, she's not saying any, she's saying his mannerisms were aggressive or whatever, but she's not saying that he touched her or that he got very close to her. Like, does, does she mean that he like was, wagging a finger at her. Like I don't know what what do you mean physically aggressive? Cuz when somebody says someone got physically aggressive, I'd be like, "Oh shit, did you did did you get in a fight? Did you have to defend yourself?" Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is very this is some drama queen shit here. She's talking about having a verbal altercation with someone. That's all.
11: At just outside the house chamber i think there's a lot of concern about jamal bowman so and and i am concerned about it. i feel threatened by him um, he not only led a bob mob there but his boisterous lies and i'll tell you another thing he said outside there he was saying save your party i kept telling him no save the country it's not about political parties we shouldn't care about political parties we should care about the country because no matter what our political beliefs are Jamal Bowman, I don't know what his political beliefs are. I know what mine are.
3: You could find out what his political beliefs are more broadly by looking at like what the stuff he campaigned on and what and then like how he's voted in Congress. He's a fucking Congress person.
11: But we both we both swore an oath to serve the country here in Congress as representatives. So I'm I, I very concerned about Jamal Bowman. And he's someone that people should watch.
3: Shout out to Jamal Bowman. See, like was physically aggressive. She didn't say he touched her, even that he got in her face. I, I think it was just that he was maybe talking with his hands while being black. And she probably thought that was threatening. He didn't threaten her. Nothing. So here's a, here's a clip from the Laura Ingram show. I almost didn't include it cause it's 19 seconds, but this is, this is pretty great. It's like, um, It begs the question, uh, why would anyone do such a thing? Why would anyone do such a thing? Check this out.
19: All right, before we go, a little update on a story we brought you this week about homeless vets being displaced from hotels so that illegals could move in. Turns out the group behind the claim made it up. We have no clue as to why anyone would do such a thing, but we'll bring you any updates should they come.
3: Uh, Racism. Uh, xenophobia. It, you you don't have to think too long about why someone would make up such a story. They don't like immigrants. <laughs> I mean, what were they just having a bit of having a bit of fun at the f- expense of Fox? Well, no, because if they had a bit of fun at the expense of Fox, they would have gone out and bragged about it, right? They would have said, Fox is so stupid they'll believe anything. They don't do any fact-checking. Here's the story we made up. And they believed it. So this group, they best, I can tell they didn't do that. So, uh, they made it up because they're bigots. Um, I guess people don't like the simple answer, but that's the simple answer. And it doesn't require a whole lot of assumptions. So, uh, here's James O'Keefe doing his usual James O'Keefe thing. This is supposedly uh, a producer for, uh, for Fox news at night. And, uh, He's this person who's supposedly a producer at Fox is supposedly going to claim that Tucker was fired because of the Dominion suit.
15: $144 million to settle that
21: Dominion
3: Oh, that was with um, the here.
21: Dominion company. Uh, what happened with that?
15: Like, they gave him money. part of it. They say it wasn't part of it, but we're learning that Tucker getting fired was part
21: of that. Tucker getting fired was part of the Dominion
3: lawsuit. Part of the It keeps getting cut. I don't like this. I like. Where is the video before it was cut? Well, if I have a pillow guy or it's brought to
21: you
15: by
6: Pfizer, right? It's like, yeah. it's you know, big pharma. Yeah. Which Dude, is well, crazy because like, we do all this stuff about COVID vaccines and we're getting money from Pfizer.
21: We're getting what? And we're getting money from Pfizer. Yeah. Well, I mean, big pharma, big tech you know, you're talking about like the shady players, like your buddy, Michael Russell.
15: Like
3: so wait a minute. This is okay. So I think what, I think what's going on. Yo, I think they beautiful people, this guy, I don't know for sure, but I think this is uh, I think that's like they did to that, uh, uh, that, uh, that other guy. I think they, I think, I think this is, a, I think these are supposed to be dates. And so, there um and i don't know for sure we could find out more if uh sean lang langill is gay although i don't really think we're gonna like look into this guy's personal life right he just happens to work at fox news but they did this to another guy and the we, we turned out the guy was gay and i think they beautiful people him and this is a thing that like like spies know that if you send a beautiful person to talk to somebody who might not otherwise talk to them, like somebody who's like out of their league or whatever, or that you might think is out of their league, they're likely to tell you things. The problem is they're likely to fucking tell you what you want to hear because they want, as in this case, he wants a second date. I don't know for sure, but that I I get that vibe off of this for I get that vibe off of this big time and I'm just going off a gaydar here. So I could be totally wrong, but that's the vibe I get. I think they've been kind of targeting Uh, Gay people in these organizations, because all you got to do is get within a mile or two of them, uh, get a few people on Grindr who are fairly attractive, and just send them a message, be like, "Hey," and then invite them out on dates. That, That that's how you. That's how. Why would you? What else would you do? Like if somebody was trying to target me in that way, that that's what they would do, right? That's why I don't fucking talk at all about what I do as far as this stuff on a date at all. I'm just like, oh, I'm a content creator. And then they'll ask me, and I'll be like, oh, maybe we can talk more about that later.
15: (laughs) That's a whole story in and of itself.
18: OMG News has obtained incendiary footage of a Fox News producer talking about Tucker Carlson's departure, the Dominion settlement, and the influence that advertisers and pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer have over the embattled network.
1: Fox News Media, America's News, and much more.
15: $144 million to settle that. Uh,
3: See, they're they're cutting this up between like two encounters that they had with this guy. I think it's the same person talking to him in both encounters, but I don't know.
21: The Dominion
3: Company, Yeah. yeah. How they already played play this part play too.
15: The, what happened with that? Like, they gave him money, but were not part of it. They say it wasn't part of it.
3: They already played this part.
15: Tucker getting fired was part
3: of that. Tucker
21: getting fired was part of, was part of the Dominion lawsuit.
15: Part of the Well,
21: so did Tucker leave, or did you guys part ways, or Tucker was ousted? Yeah. he was
12: ousted.
21: Well, <laughs> he bought things that cost a lot of money. <laughs> Cost the company a lot of money. Yeah. And that—that that was part of so it. He was going to go, go after the This whole
15: thing about January 6th was—it oh, yeah. no. was an inside job. He oh, yeah. went after this guy, Rand. Um, ran. so he said he was an FBI agent on the inside. Right.
3: Yeah, I'm getting—I'm getting big. I'm now I'm getting big date vibes off of this.
15: Um, they, who's going to go on the air and were, with bad guys on 16 minutes and the Murdochs were like you know,
20: you know what's the <laughs> <laughs>
15: the other thing that's after that is interesting is everyone's a like, well, are losing so many viewers of money, Michael like, well, Apatel. There are a bunch of advertisers that said we're not going to advertise that eight o'clock hour. So now that he's gone, they're starting to come back.
18: Sean, a Fox News insider, says that not only Tucker's reporting on January sixth cost the network a lot of money and made the Murdochs unhappy, but Sean goes on to talk about the pressures of advertising and the influence of Big Pharma on the embattled network.
3: Right, but the problem is I don't know if this person who I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna assume is as someone he thinks he's on a date with is like leading him in this direction. I want to see what the guy he's uh, talking to looks like the fifth, like 80% chance. The guy he's talking to is just drop dead. Gorgeous
21: yeah
22: it's yeah. big pharma yeah Dude, which is well, crazy cause like
15: we would do all this stuff
21: about the covid vaccines and we're getting money from pfizer we're getting what when you
18: say that we take money from pfizer what did you mean by that
15: i never said we took money from pfizer i think you're putting words in my mouth you said quote and we're getting money from pfizer yeah well i mean big pharma big tech
3: but like he could be dismissing that right that's this fucking he could be dismissing that look at his body language he could he could be like that's like the the, the like right before that he could be like oh well the the line from the conspiracy theorist is and then he, what he just said there which by the way i think i saw a cut between the two as well dude
21: you're describing to me like the nature of the narratives right like we have Blackrock and vanguard who own Everybody. Yeah. Right? They own CNN, MSNBC, Fox, you name it. That's what I was talking about, the self-censorship corporate narrative. media. You when know, you're
15: advertisers.
3: BlackRock and Vanguard are in your ear. They're like, you can only- They f- cut it again there. They keep cutting this.
21: Up until this point of what the truth is, and then you have to start pushing propaganda.
3: Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. Good morning America on Fox. kind of
15: like that, where you don't want to piss an
3: Sean
18: also told us about his buddy Mike LaRosa, who, according to his Twitter account, was the press secretary for Jill Biden. Michael LaRosa is now working for a PR company called Penta, whose primary client happens to be Dominion Voting. Sean says that no one has put this together. Well, we're certainly glad that Sean put it together for OMG and all of you.
15: You look at those uh, little understand. connects and you're like, right. took a while. So, yeah. who worked for the Biden White House was literally crafting the message for Dominion. No. So you're like,
23: no, of
15: course. So he left working for Joe Biden to start this PR firm or work for this firm. His sole client was Dominion.
3: Yeah, my like, what I think is happening here is he's I. This is supposed to be a date and. Whoever he's with is acting all impressed that, that this guy knows, has some insider information, knows what's going on in the media and whatever. And this guy, because he's on a date, maybe he's been beautiful peopled. I call it being beautiful peopled. Um, he's going to just embellish what's going on, try to agree with the person that, that he's on the, on the date with or whatever, because he... Wants a second date, or you know, maybe he wants, he thinks he's gonna get laid, or whatever it is. Oh, I crazy. think people do this on dates.
15: Wow. Like, when you know those little moving parts, are like, everyone's shitting.
18: Well, so. If the
15: White House to literally go take down <laughs> but the news outlet that was being unfavorable <laughs> to his boss. No That's, one's talking, no one's talking no. about that
21: you know you're talking about like the shady players like your buddy michael rosa like what it? What is? You know, like it's kind of public out there that he's like at this Penta Group. He worked for and Joe Biden. No one's put it together.
0: Said he was like, pulling the
21: strings. What did you exactly mean by that? You know, like within this
15: that he's the uh, one uh, crafting the uh, media's message, uh, message. That he's running there to who? To, to the media. To too. the media. But no one's picking up on the fact that here's someone who used to work for Joe Biden.
21: Joe or Joe.
15: Both. Working in the in the administration. Working in the administration. Going after a voting company. Working with a voting company that takes down boxes. That's a whole story in and of itself.
18: I also spoke to Sean myself on the phone while I was filmed, the undercover journalist recording in Washington D.C. While I was recording back here at headquarters, and you can see Sean's reaction for yourself.
15: Hey, Sean. Hey, can you hear me? I hear you. Hey, Sean, <laughs> hey, this is James
18: O'Keefe, OMG. Yeah. We'd like your comment on some of the things that you said. Yeah,
15: I was with him the Thursday before he was fired, and we were talking about him
18: having lunch and such with the Murdochs. He spoke to me. It was very cordial. However, the public has a right to know this information. It involves...
3: Aber- well, if the public has a right to know all this, why don't, why don't you release... <clears throat> Maybe not to me. But to like other journalists, the entire the entirety of the footage rising and I guess they just have to take his word for it. That's the entirety of the footage, but
18: Estate, and involves how we get our information in society. Well, I, I promise you that you said these words and in terms of the context, okay.
15: but do I work in advertising here? No, so OK, just talk to somebody
0: who doesn't know
18: necessarily the full picture here. OK, so i so want me to tell my audience that you don't work in advertising.
0: Yeah, no, I don't.
18: Go to our website, fill out our form, we will ship a camera to you and you too can sit across the table at a restaurant from a subject and record them. We need more people recording and listen again to that voice of the undercover journalist. Yes, do you recognize that? It's the same voice of the individual who recorded Tristan Walker. Yep. The
3: yep, they beautiful people them. Yep. He just gave away the fucking, I, I'm like 90% sure that he beautiful people, that guy. If you work in the media or you do anything public facing and somebody, I guess if you're gay, because the way Grinder works, right? <clears throat> I'll get into this a little bit. Grinder is the superior dating app, right? And the reason is you can just hit up somebody and be like, Hey, what's up? You don't have to match with them. There's no, there's no friction really in the process. They can either choose to respond to you or not respond to you. So if you are going to go after, if you're going to try to, uh, get footage of either to deceptively edit or to sort of pull somebody down a specific path, a specific narrative path, and they happen to be gay and they're just like a regular guy. Like the two guys that they, that they showed, you know, they're just regular guys. So what they do, what they probably did, and you're never going to see the fucking the, what the guy looks like that was talking to them. I bet that dude is just looks like a fucking Abercrombie and Fitch model. (laughs) I mean, yo, and you know, it's a good strategy. It's just, it's just shitty. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that to people, but that's what I think happened in both cases. I think they beautiful people, both of those people. And I don't know the guy that works for Fox should maybe, uh, go get a job somewhere else where they're not going to do this to him. So, so, somebody who is not a beautiful person, uh, inside or out is uh, apartheid Clyde, Elon Musk. He, uh, went on, uh, with, uh, CNBC afterward. He said he chose the specific person he would speak to on CNBC, which leads me to believe that either he thought that person wasn't very smart and wasn't going to be able to a- ask him good questions or that he had a, like a previous relationship with the, with the guy. And he thought the guy was uh, sympathetic to him. So here's, I have two clips. One, of, The first one's a little bit longer. Here's some of the interview that uh, Apartheid Clyde did with uh, CNBC.
19: Elon, you, you, you tweeted this thing about George Soros. Well, I'm looking for it because I want to make sure I quote it properly. But, I mean, you know what you wrote, but... I said he
16: reminds me of Magneto, which is like, you know, calm down, people. This is not like made a federal like a well, case s- out of it. <laughs> you also, you, know, <laughs> you said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization and Soros hates
19: humanity. Like, when you do something like that, do you yeah, think, think about— Yeah, I think that's true. That's my opinion. Okay, but why share it? Why share it? Especially be i mean, why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you? Um— why not just say hey I think this. You can tell me, we can talk about it over there, you can tell your friends, but why share it widely?
16: I mean, uh, I this is freedom of speech, I'm allowed to say what I want. You wanted.
19: absolutely are, but I'm trying to understand why you do because you have to know it's got a there it, it puts you in a in the middle of a the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a, a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I you know, people today saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely. I'm, of, I'm like
16: I'm like a pro-Semite, <laughs> if anything.
3: <laughs> what, what does that I mean? That that's wait a minute. Yeah. That's that's so he's gonna he's gonna go with they're actually the model minority.
19: But why would you even introduce the idea then that that would be the, the case? I,
16: I mean, look, we don't want to make this a George Soros interview. No, um, God, no. I so, don't I don't want to at uh, all. But I'm
19: what I'm trying. Even came up though in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he shares so much of it. Or are there advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarina will come and say, you gotta stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet.
3: Look, he's like, so some people think that he does this because it makes him look thoughtful. But we know from watching the intellectual Dollar Tree that if you want to look thoughtful, you have to you have to do this. You have to look up and to like the side, like you're like searching the marketplace of ideas for your answer. He's He, he feels fucking stuck right here. Yeah, he's just buffering.
16: <laughs> you know, I'm reminded of uh, the, the scene in The Princess Bride. Great movie. Great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father and he says um, I, offer me money offer me power I don't care so you just don't care
3: uh, The Princess Bride was like a satirical movie
16: you want to share what you have to say I'll say what I want to say, and if if if,
3: uh, if the consequence
16: of that is losing money, so be it.
3: Up uh, that that there we go. Uh, fucking Tesla shareholders, fucking sue the motherfucker because that's what he's saying. He's saying that because his job as the Tesla CEO is to is a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders, and if he's on the record saying I don't care if what I say tanks the stock, I don't know. I feel like a couple couple bigwigs that own a bunch of Tesla stock might come after the guy for popping off at the mouth like this. Man, what a dumbass. What a dumbass.
19: Okay. But, I mean, when you when you, when you you link to somebody who's talking about the guy who killed children in a mall in, in Allen, Texas, and you, you say something like it might be a bad psyop, I'm not quite sure what you meant, but...
16: Oh, in, in that particular case... Uh... There was uh, a. He's like I just saw Cat Turd say it. Somehow that, that that's not 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 that the 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 the, the, the obviously people, people were killed, but the it was I think incorrectly ascribed to be a white supremacist action, um, and the evidence for that uh, was some obscure Russian website that no one's ever heard of that had no followers, um, and the. The the company that came, that found this is Bellingcat, right? And do you know what Bellingcat
3: does? Psyops. Right. No, Bellingcat is a fucking fabulous journalistic outlet. Actually,
19: I couldn't really even follow exactly what it was you were trying to express there. So that's
3: wait, what the fuck? What, then why are you interviewing him? Why are you asking him these questions if you don't know anything about the subject matter?
16: I thought this, the, 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 the the ascribing it to white supremacy was bullshit. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and that the information for that uh, came from an obscure Russian website and was somehow magically found by Bellingcat, which is a company that does psyops. And there's no proof, by the way, that he was not. There's no pr- I, I would say that there's no proof that he is.
19: And that's a debate you want to get into on Twitter?
16: Yes. Because we should not be ascribing things to white supremacy uh, if, if, if it's false.
3: Okay. Yo, what the fuck? He's like Bellingcat is a company that does Psyops? Like what what the fuck does that even mean? Okay, the second the second clip I have of this is actually just part of the first clip. It's about Belling Cat. Uh Belling Cat, I don't know I don't know what it, Like when I would have just be like, what do you mean when you say Belling Cat does PsyOps? Like, it's just that you don't even have to challenge the guy that that like aggressively. You just be like, I don't know what you mean. Could you please tell me what you mean when you say that Bellingcat does PSYOPs? And I guess maybe the j- person conducting the interview couldn't do that. I couldn't. I couldn't even begin to tell you, like like why is that person even conducting the fucking interview? That's why Elon talked to the guy. Either A, the guy's sympathetic to Elon, or Elon's like, that guy's not that guy's not very smart. And that could be true too. The guy just doesn't have like the, the the chops really to deal with misinformation. He knows the guy's not a misinformation reporter. So I don't know why the guy was even asking him about misinformation. I, I, it's supposed to be a business thing. He should have stuck with, you know, you're inflaming, you're fanning these fires and you're pissing people off. And it's going to, you know, you need to, you know, maybe you should stop because there's people who are invested in your companies. That's what the business reporter should be doing. The guy didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Didn't know anything about the subject matter with uh, the, the Texas shooter and white supremacy. Seemed... Like, he didn't know who the fuck Bellingcat is. Like, what a shitty interview. I'm glad we didn't watch the whole thing uh, during any of our time here on stream. Up next, we have one that's just, I I said, I'll I'll say it now and I'll say it always. You should never, ever, ever regret heckling George Santos.
9: So, just to to talk about one thing that happened prior to this, I understand, which is that that you had shouted at congressman santos to resign he was talking to reporters uh, and you said he should resign let me just uh, play that exchange
7: resign.
13: Uh, no i did not i allowed Get the pl- i allowed the process Get to play out. itself out you gotta
7: go. resign what do you have to say to those Save yourself. Members of Congress? like
13: i said if, if i could if i
18: could
23: have understand you dignity. over my colleagues
18: screaming here the reality New is,
23: is be- better
15: you gotta go, man. Come on. Son. How's your ethics? How's come your on, ethics play son. going? <laughs> the, aren't you? Aren't you in ethics AMC? <laughs> come on. Look, I can't. I can't continue to address
13: you guys because there's a deranged <laughs> go. member
9: here. So I'm gonna watch So, uh, Congressman, when you look at that, do you have any regrets for doing that? For for yelling at him in that no, way? No. Come on now.
23: Come Fuck on yeah. Now. Fuck yeah. No. CNN, y'all tripping now? Listen. That was, first of all, he should resign or be expelled because of the laws that he is being accused of breaking the violations and lying to his constituents. That's number one. But number two is is heckling like, uh, like a horrible, evil thing. Is teasing someone is is friendly banter and a horrible evil thing? To be fair, that didn't sound friendly. Like, on, y'all. Like, let, let's everybody needs to lighten up and understand that one in a healthy democracy, dialogue and debate is essential. Number one, number two, uh, why even frame a question in that way? Because that feeds into the trope that. Well, as no, a black I mean, I'm just man, wondering. I'm not dialogue, to raise my no, voice. I
9: actually, I, I disagree. Listen. I think it's a fair question, and here's why:
23: dialogue and debate.
9: I hear you, wanting him to resign, I hear you. But yelling at him to resign when he's talking at reporters is in terms of decorum and behavior a different thing,
23: which is So the fuck what?
9: But I do think it's a fair
23: question. So so hold on a second. So when we talk about decorum, okay, he allegedly falsified campaign finance documents and stole from people, all right? That is a despicable act. We should be outraged by that. When I was yelling at uh, Representative Massey about guns killing children, we should be outraged by that. Listen, raising my voice is a sign of passion and, and intensity. It's not a sign of anger or hate or rage or anything that should make anyone feel uncomfortable the majority of uh support that i hear from my district people are excited that finally elected officials are expressing passion and expressing discontent and rage for the things that aren't moving in washington washington takes a thousand years to move on common sense legislation like gun control Mm-hmm. And that frustrates the American people. The American people want to see action and they appreciate passion. We should all be passionate about things, but be respectful and loving at the same time, which is exactly who I am. And it's exactly I, what well, I,
9: I get do. it. And I don't want to keep belaboring the point. But I mean, I'm saying, you know, talking over someone and yelling, heckling them when they're talking to reporters is not exactly respectful. I understand you stand by it. I get it. But I would take issue okay. with with it being all respectful. Right. But I understand. I understand. You know, I respect your point of view. And I appreciate your taking the time to talk to me.
23: Of course. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me.
9: You too. Thank you. And I enjoy the conversation. Oh, just (laughs) to to talk about one thing that happened.
3: (laughs) Like, yeah, always heckle George Santos. My God. I don't know why more Republicans aren't heckling George Santos just to fucking do it. (laughs) <laughs> I was like y'all tripping I like him I like him a lot the more I see it, the more I see of him the more I like of him the more I like him so up now we are we've got Nebraska State Senator uh, Megan Hunt is uh, just doing the good work here when it, uh, in regards to it's in regards to you know one of, one of these many anti-trans bills going through uh, state houses in this country
24: Senator Linehan talking about missing her grandchild's graduation I hate that for you I'm so sorry Seriously, I, I would hate to have that happen to me. And I'm happy you're listening because I'm only asking you, we are only here doing this because of LB 574, period. I am not asking you to sit here through late nights to vote on these bills that we're dragging out. I'm asking you to love your family more than you hate mine. I'm asking you to love your family more than you hate mine. If your family wants you home to recover from surgery, maybe you should do that. If you want to go see your grandson graduate from preschool, you should do that. Instead, you are here to drag out this session because You won't come off this bill that hurts my son. You hate him more than you love your own family. Fuck yeah, get him. You're here. And so, you know, go to the graduation, go recover from your surgery. We don't need you here. We need you to vote no or present not voting on 574 because, you know, there's nothing else in this body that's affecting your family that way.
3: Fuck yeah, get him. She's like, you could just go. You don't. You don't gotta be here. You stayed here because you wanna. You wanna vote yes on this anti-trans legislation. And there might be some. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they need a certain number of people there, like for a quorum or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But it seems like, seems like that lady is also kind of weaponizing her grandkid. I don't know. Uh, I don't even. Uh, if you have grandkids are you going to go to their the preschool graduation? Uh I would I probably not unless you like live right down the street. Like who goes to a preschool graduation? I mean it's cute and all and if you can go you can go but it's it's not like a like a like that kid's not even going to remember preschool when they graduate high school. So up next we got a uh, this is North Carolina State House and this is a pretty interesting exchange that went down in the North Carolina State House.
4: Uh, Representative Jones, does the gentleman yield to a question from the gentleman from Iredale, Representative McNeely?
16: I absolutely will yield. Yes he sir. yields.
4: Representative Jones, I, I want to ask you the question is, I understand that you went into public school and you went to Harvard and Harvard Law, and the question I guess is, uh, Would you have been able to maybe achieve this if you were not an athlete or a minority or any of these things, but you were a student trapped in a school that the slowest, you know, in in the wild we'll say the, the slowest gazelle does not survive, but yet the herd moves at that pace. So the brightest child sometimes is held back and Let's don't be a point of order. Jump may say this point of order. Okay, I'm, I'm hoping I wasn't the only one that got shocked by that comment that the only reason you went to Harvard is because you were black and an athlete. I did not say that. I said, would that did that
3: end up being one of the reasons? I do not know. Damn, that, that man has a very strong what the fuck face. Look at this. Right there. Look at that. That is the most powerful what-the-fuck-are-you-talking-about face I've seen in a very long time. I do not know that.
4: I asked him this. I asked him this. Okay. All right.
3: I I don't mind answering.
4: Jumped up. I I, I just want to say that. uh,
16: I'm just going to say one thing. Harvard had five rankings for their students. One, two, three, four, five. And when I graduated from Harvard, I was in rank two. So I earned my place and I did well.
3: Also, what the fuck was that dude wearing? My God. It was colorful. I'll give them that. But like, what the fuck was that dude wearing? But I'm telling you, that what-the-fuck face was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So, Hamilton County, Tennessee, they were going to do a Mother's Day celebration. And they were going to try to make it more inclusive. Because, you know, some some kids maybe uh, live in single-family homes, dad only. Maybe some kids' mothers have uh, tragically uh, passed away. Maybe some of the kids uh, have parents who are Uh, two gay men who have adopted. So they were trying to do Mother's Day in an inclusive way because, you know, you, you don't like, why wouldn't you? Well, apparently that was bad. And the, uh, school board, uh, canceled it. And, uh, here's some reactions from some of the parents. Shout out to these fucking parents.
9: The books that were to be shared have been accessible at Alpine Crest Elementary for nearly a decade and are logged and online. These books are well known for tackling blended families, adopted families, foster families, or any family that
10: doesn't fit perfectly into a box. All students, families, and educators deserve to be respected and feel valued. I'm extremely disappointed in the way an inclusive Mother's Day lesson was canceled and my kid's librarian has been vilified. I knew there would be pushback from a few loud bullies, but I'm enraged that the administration A majority of families have been denied an important lesson in our increasingly diversified world, and a platform was given to a group of fear-mongering extremists. This group claims that a story about a bear is pushing trans ideology and a story about a girl feeling left out during Mother's Day is pushing a homosexual agenda. They say this is sexualization of children when they're the only ones that brought sex into it. The only agenda I'm seeing play out is that of Moms for Liberty, a well-funded and connected political group that preys on vulnerable people with manufactured outrage in the guise of protecting children. I'm here right now to protect my children from them. I'd have to strongly disagree that this group cares about the safety of all kids. The motivation behind the cancellation of a compassionate literacy lesson sends a message to minorities and LGBTQ families that their existence is unacceptable. By shielding your kids from love that looks different than yours, you're turning them into bullies and crippling them from living successfully in a diverse world.
23: I've never seen them them shoveling mulch, putting up swing sets, painting door frames. We're here in the trenches. We're here with these children. This is 2023. I'm a Christian man married to a woman, but I think everyone should be represented fairly. If you want to keep your kids in a closet and just shelter them from everything, homeschool them, send them to Christian school. This is a public school for everyone. Everyone. I've dealt with that woman. She loves these kids.
10: Instead of backing Mrs. Mickey up, you let the bullies win. When you let the bullies win, they're going to keep bullying. I understand that these adult bullies have intimidated and incited an ungodly amount of hate in our community, but you, HCS leadership and admin, must show them that you have a zero tolerance policy for bullying. When you have a board policy that states you expect all students to treat each other with civility and respect, and then you let grown adults bully one of your educators and you let them interrupt the education of our students, you're teaching the community That you don't actually mean what you say.
3: Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, all those parents, and of course it was moms for fucking liberty going in there, like messing with this. And this was like a Mother's Day celebration. This wasn't even, this wasn't even like the, this wasn't even the thing. That's why, that's why this shit is bad, right? Like, because once these people get what they want, if they do with like drag queen story hour or inclusive education around queer people, they're just gonna go after single moms next. Fucking bet. That's, they're going to go after single moms. They're going to go after fucking divorced families. They're going to go after fucking people with stepdads, people who have chosen to adopt kids. That's next. It don't stop. That's why you got to stop it in this school board. <clears throat> not only did they like allow what the, these people were saying bullies, they also wouldn't stick up for a fucking librarian. What kind of fucking, who the fuck isn't going to stick up for the librarian? Get the fuck out of here. Up next, we got a uh, this is uh, a member of the House of Representatives, uh, Clay Higgins, uh, didn't like someone being in a public space where uh, there was maybe a press conference happening or something along those lines. So uh instead of, you know, arguing or maybe even trying to get security to you know stop this person from doing whatever it was they were doing, nah, they couldn't they couldn't do any of that. They decided to go with uh, this response instead.
18: You you oh, your no, you're out. you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out,
2: you're out. Aren't you a congressman? aren't you? Get off me! Someone video get this, get this on video! Get off. Get this on get off video, me. this is assault! Get off me! This is assault! What are you trying do, Higgins? You're a U.S. You congressman touch touching up the person. You can't put him off the street. Get off Let him. go of him! Let him, Let him. Let me. move! Me. Let him move! Let him move! Let him move! You get off move. me! Hold
8: you need to calm
3: down, calm oh, down please. Yeah, please, yo, <clears throat> yo, you can't do that like if you're if you're a if you're a public person like give if you're anybody, you can't do that to somebody who's just disagreeing with you, but if you're like a Congress person, you should be expelled from Congress uh, yeah, it looked like you might have been trying to throw him in the street. I don't know if he was trying to throw him in the street, but he was sort walking him that way um I don't know the other people there. I think this might've been a time where the other people there should have physically intervened and gotten forced this guy to let that young man go. I don't think that you would have been guilty of any crime if you got in the middle of that. And were like, you have to fucking stop. I know that's not everyone's job. Not everyone is capable of doing that. And you should only ever do that if you feel safe doing it. Um, But like somebody there could have intervened because the, there was clearly one person was clearly the aggressor. Rep Clay Higgins is a giant piece of shit. Shout out to that young man for keeping his cool and not swinging on uh, rep Clay Higgins. Cause I don't know if rep Clay Higgins would have done that to me. If I would have been able to not swing on him, somebody starts doing that shit to me. I'm assuming they mean me harm and I'm going to defend myself. So shout out to that young man for basically keeping his cool going. You're a member of the house of representatives, which is the right response there actually. So up next we have a, uh, this comes to us from the the, the, the Christian Nightmares uh, Twitter account, one of the best follows, really. Um, here's a a young woman who thinks it's time to cancel Target.
25: All right, I'm just gonna say it like it is, Christians. It is time to cancel Target, and here's why. And don't tell me cancel culture's bad, and Christians shouldn't participate in it. Yes, Christians should absolutely participate in cancel culture. The Bible itself says we are to be in the world, not of it. And we're not only supposed to stay away from evil, but expose it. And this whole transgender pride, LGBTQ alphabet people push.
3: She's been watching that guy. You know whose video she's been watching? We have a couple videos for uh, him in red light. She's been watching that Ethan Schmidt guys videos, a hundred percent for sure. Because he's been going to Target and harassing the people in Target and even tearing down displays.
25: Pushing Their agenda on children is 100% evil and 100% grooming. In no circumstance whatsoever is it okay to promote and present anything regarding sexuality and choosing gender to children. Period. End of story. This is absolutely...
3: She's literally talking about Target has children's clothes with rainbows on them. Anybody remember Rainbow Bright? back then i don't think anybody who said rainbow bright was grooming the kids
25: satanic disgusting demonic evil and to just further prove this point the fact that the lgbtq whatever community uses a rainbow as their symbol just goes to show you how truly evil it is how crazy is it that this community would choose a symbol that god gave us in the bible as a promise of his love that he would never flood the earth again and that he essentially had restored humanity
3: oh that's great there have never been floods
25: and that he's a loving god that this community would adopt that as their symbol so now whenever kids and children see rainbows they're to associate it with um the lgbtq community and here's the thing guys we are living in crazy demonic times and as Christians we need to speak with our dollars we need to speak with where we shop I myself will 100% not be shopping at Target ever again I thought about it years ago when they did the whole transgender bathroom thing where they were supporting that Um, and as a mom with a two-year-old and a newborn I am not taking my kids in Target with their giant rainbow displays their queer shirts their shirts with naked people on it.
3: Does Target have shirts with naked people on them? I don't think Target has shirts with naked people on them.
25: There, tuck- there
3: isn't really a big market for shirts with naked people on them. I don't think
25: swimsuits for little boys. They're sports bras for little boys. No, this is absolute insanity. Christians, speak up. Do not be afraid to speak the truth. The problem is evil. Pre-
3: the problem is evil prevails when people say nothing. Blah 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 blah. There's a very high chance that she's getting all of this from Ethan Schmidt. Uh, he used to be an anti-masker guy. Now he's just running around, basically calling people the F slur. Up next, we have our palate cleanser. And boy, do we need a palate cleanser tonight. This is a Satan of versus Florida. Shout out to Ali Drew in the Discord for finding this for us. And just big love to Ali Drew and everybody who puts stories in my Discord. Uh, I probably wouldn't be able to like put this show together every week. If it wasn't for the people that helped me find a uh, clips for the show in discord
26: um, Satan. Yes, Just a minor catastrophe in it is. Is it Florida. Well, yes. Well, color me surprised. What now? Well, a few things. So, all of the migrants have left out of fear for their own lives. Um, the queer people are, uh, leaving out of fear for their own lives. And Ron DeSantis is suing Disney and vice versa. Wow. People are fleeing. The happiest place on earth. Incredible. Yeah, I know, uh, me personally, when I'm at my best, I uproot my life in a pan. I should be intervening. Once he finally kicks it, I do have some fun things planned upon his arrival. It is officially illegal to be Ron DeSantis in every region of hell. Brilliant. Oh, well, if it isn't the man responsible for it all. Hell yeah. I know you're probably like, what the hell is going on? So I just wanted to get in front of know, this. I am a top shareholder at Disney, so let me pass on a little message sent by the mouse himself. Oh boy, fellows, if you don't put that little bronze motherfucker in his place, he's going to meet a fate that makes Bambi's moms look like a fucking mercy kill, bitch. Jesus Christ, message received. You rang. No, not you. Um, same mm-hmm. just a minor catastrophe. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that was super cute. That was super cute. And we needed a palate cleanser. I was unaware of that account and I took a little look at it. It's pretty funny. That's a really good account. So you can find that on the docket this week, uh, podcast listeners. You can find it in the show notes and, uh, people watching live you can just hit exclamation point docket in the chat to, uh, make sure you're following that channel. Up next, we have a guy, I don't even know what this clip is about, I just know that his name is Kent Christmas, and I find that amusing. He's probably some kind of Christian nationalist, is going to be giving some kind of Christian nationalist message. But let's uh, give the floor to uh, Kent Christmas.
8: To all of those who said that we as prophets missed it when we prophesied that Donald Trump would be voted back in a second term, you're wrong. We did prophesy that he would be voted back in, and he was voted back in by almost 80 million votes. And in the eyes of God, (laughs) the President of the United States right now, and the courts of justice in heaven, is not Joe Biden, but it's Donald Trump. Now, whether... He's in the office or not doesn't matter, but prophecy had to be fulfilled, and so God fulfilled the prophetic word. And so, whether you occupy it in the physical sense or not does not matter. What matters is did God say it and did God do it, and He did.
3: No, that's what didn't happen. If I was a god, I would be able to swing an election. I would be able to make make it right, as they might say. So. If they truly believe that God is a an entity that intervenes in our world and uh, causes things to happen, then what they have to believe is that God made Joe Biden the president. I mean, they don't have to believe that, but if they don't believe that, then they don't believe that they believe that God did any of this shit, you know? Anyway, here is a clip from a Lizzo concert. Um, obviously not music. That is a copyright, uh, but Lizzo. National treasure. Here's a uh, from her concert in Nebraska this week.
7: And anybody who comes to a Lizzo show should know that I am for people to have the right to die. There are young people growing up in a world that doesn't protect them. So <laughs> let me be your safe space tonight and just tell you, young people. Don't let anybody tell you who you are. Don't let any laws tell you who you're not, bitch.
0: You are, I'm sorry to <laughs> bitch. bitch. No.
7: I see you. You are valid. You deserve to be here in every form. You contain multitudes. These laws are not real. You are what's real. And you deserve to be protected. You deserve to be protected. For anyone whose inner child needed to hear that, you deserve to be protected. To
3: all Let's have a good time, okay? So yeah, she's like an absolute national treasure. Uh, a couple things: one, <clears throat> she you she alludes to some religious language when she talks about this stuff, which is really good because she's going to reach people that maybe I would never reach. Well, also, I mean, I have 58 viewers live right now. More people will than that by a lot will download the podcast, but like she's going to reach people that folks like me could never reach. Um, she uses her celebrity for good. Um, she also like just, she's she's just incredibly talented. Uh, her music isn't for me, but I, I know that she's incredibly talented and she's just an absolute fucking national treasure. Shout out to Lizzo. You are welcome to come on my show anytime. Here is, uh, this is who you dancing for. <laughs> This is also from uh, Christian Nightmares because of course it is. So everybody, just consider who you're dancing for if you're you're inclined to dance.
8: It's really sad that when a song comes on the radio, you know every word, you move like crazy. (laughs) You dance until you just go wild and come to church and don't open your mouth and you dance for the devil but can't dance for god
3: ah uh, you can't i uh, just dance for the devil not dance for god That guys just going to the wrong church maybe maybe what he needs is better music at his church cuz uh, there are a lot of churches where people be doing a lot of dancing for god he's just incorrect it's just that his church people people are clapping on the 1 and the 3 and they got no rhythm. That's what. That's that. That's just his church. All right, we're going to move into a different part of the docket here. Uh, first up is uh, RFK Junior. is asked about Medicare for all by Breaking Points. This is Crystal Ball, and I forget the other guy's name. Usually, not a big fan of Crystal Ball and the Breaking Points show, but uh, I think she does. She my my impression here is that she does an okay job.
25: Um, as you know, every other developed nation in the world has universal health care. Do you support universal health care through a Medicare for all program or something similar? I mean, uh,
8: my, you know, my, um, my, I, I would say my, my highest ambition would be to have a single payer program, which, you know, with, at people who want to have private programs can go ahead and do that. But to have a single payer program that is available to have, to everybody, I don't know how politically realistic that is, but you know, if you ask me, if I were designing the, the system from the beginning, that's what I would do. Hmm. Um, you're right; the system now is broken. Uh, we take, you know, we pay the most for healthcare in the world. We are, I think, we're 79th. We're behind like Costa Rica and Cuba in terms of health outcomes we have the highest level of chronic disease in the world of any country you know that means neurological diseases autoimmune diseases um, uh, 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 allergic diseases like peanut allergies food allergies uh, eczema anaphylaxis asthma and uh, and we we pay more than anybody else we we also consume, consume more pharmaceutical products I think we take more. I think we take three to four times as many drugs per capita than Europeans do, mm-hmm. and they're not making us healthier. Mm-hmm. The third-
3: oh yeah, he went off on this one. He's been he's been kind of dog whistling a lot of stuff that your Scientology say, specifically the Scientology Front Group CCHR. That's a uh, Citizens uh, Commission for Human Rights. I don't know if he knows that's where he's getting it from, but that's like the. That's like the group that has been pushing this thing that he's talking about here the hardest over the last, I don't know, fucking 20 years.
8: Death in this country after cancer and heart attacks is now pharmaceutical drugs. Oh, Americans are the sickest country in the world. This is the sickest generation we've ever had. And we, we spend $4.3 trillion on health care every year. 80% of that goes to treating chronic disease.
3: So he didn't really answer the question, right? He didn't say, well, we, yeah, we should have Medicare for all because he, he had to go with the, we're taking too many pharmaceutical drugs thing because he doesn't want to piss off the base that he has. Cause he knows he's not going to win the primary. He doesn't have, there's not, he's, there's no way he's, I'd be surprised if he gets, if he gets 10% when all said and done from the democratic primary, I'll be stunned. Um, but So he's just out there like trying to raise his uh, platform. or trying to basically fucking grift on uh, running for president. And so he couldn't just be like, yeah, we should have single payer. Even if he believes that, which I don't know if he does or doesn't. He had to go with, oh, we're taking too many drugs, too many drugs. Anyway, here's a, what we're called, what's called on the docket here. Masculinity talk with uh, Charlie and Josh.
22: Gets overly offended too easily dependent on others passive, impressionable, subjective, emotional, and likely to be impressionable by others. That sounds like almost where society has gone. You need a balance of both, right? And when men are absent from that, the entire society, the homeostasis, the balance of society goes out of whack.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think the left is really pushing today, Charlie, and all of the intelligentsia, it's really androgyny. I mean, their message to men is don't be a man, their message to women is there's no such thing as womanhood. That's why biological men can now be women if they want to be. There's no such thing as gender. It's, it's this boring
3: this talking points.
1: Consumerism. That's the message of the left. And to men, yes, their message is, so hey, true. just go down to your basement, mom and dad's basement, turn on a screen, enjoy yourself. Just, just sit there. Look at that screen. Play some video games. Watch some porn. You know, just just be. Yes, just the left.
3: Yes, the Democratic the Party. Because he, when he says the now left, America- he doesn't mean like, like the left. Like, cause the left in America is actually pretty small. He means like the democratic party and the democratic party isn't being like, Oh, just go in your basement and watch a bunch of porn, turn into a gooner. I don't think that's the message from the democratic party. I, i just, and that's certainly not the message from the left either. We kind of make fun of those people a little bit. Anyway, they just, it's just, it's just, it's lies and like bigoted talking points that they're acting like is some kind of concern for the, like the well-being of young people. I don't think that they're concerned for the well-being of young people, especially not Josh Hawley. And uh, Charlie Kirk runs a student organization, or so he claims. But then, like, you look at uh, <clears throat> you look at the uh, attendance when Charlie Kirk throws an event. Ain't no young people in there. It's all, you know, people at least my age in the audience. So, yeah, those people don't give a fuck about them kids, or them young people. It's just, it's just MRA talking points. It's like reverse MRA talking points. It's kind of weird. Anyway. Anyway. Here's Tim Pool, just kind of openly calling for violence, because he's a big fan of um, civil war. He wants a civil war pretty bad. Ives, but the left doesn't care. Short-term
13: gains, long-term losses. You know, conservatives tend to be more about the long-term gains with short-term investment. And that's why, no matter what you do, I think nature is, is taking the reins on this one. Whether or not you target boycotts entirely, uh, whether or not you boycott target, you target boycotts, you boycott Target is entirely up to you. As for what's happening in this country, as horrified as you may be, no matter what you do. Eventually, this problem won't exist anymore, either because the people have sterilized themselves and then they age
3: out, they get older and they don't reproduce. Wait, where does he think queer people come from? Because your activism puts an illegal end to it. Your activism puts an illegal
13: end to it. One thing, this ideology can't persist. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few
3: minutes. Stick around, and I'll see you all shortly. No. So first of all, he's like these these people are going to age out. Like, the, does does he think that like that queer people don't aren't born of mostly straight people? That's stupid. And yeah, and then then he said, if you end this with illegal activism of people and this that was I'm not even I was gonna say thinly veiled call for violence, but I don't even think it was very thinly veiled. It seemed like a seemed like a call to action to me. But of course, you know, it just 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 enough just enough plausible deniability that it's you can't definitively say that he called for any specific action. It's like that uh you know if you've never read the uh, paper on stochastic terrorism or one of the many papers on stochastic terrorism, you know. You know. Anyway, here's tiny dancer Ben Shapiro uh, talking about how Starbucks is going to just trans India.
20: Says calling Arpit. it an older gentleman calling his son on his phone. And the mom is looking at him skeptically.
12: And she
20: says, listen, don't get angry this time, please. They're in a Starbucks. And he's, he's starting Thank to get upset, phone and phone. here comes the- Oh, look, Arpit's a girl! But Arpit isn't a girl, Arpit's Thanks for me meeting day. me, Dad. I like know nap, it's been years. Really but you still mean the world to me. Oh, Dad's gonna give coffee. a warm hug to his coffee. Oh, they're gonna get coffee together. Yo, these are like good parents. What the fuck? Now dad's accepting all because of Starbucks' coffee.
3: I'll agree with Ben. Starbucks' coffee's kind of shitty. (inaudible) A little burned coffee makes you... Your habits
20: haven't changed, says the dad. (inaudible) Three cold coffees for Arpita. And it's for Arpita, not (inaudible) Arpita. Arpita. And he ordered it because he's accepting her name, guys. (inaudible) Oh, so, and the guitar me is going to... For me, you are still- There was no guitar music. That's not a guitar, Ben. Only a letter has got added yeah. to your name. It doesn't say the part where the d- got subtracted. Hmm.
3: Whoa, Ben, no, dude, what the fuck? Mm,
20: oh, and the singing. No, it's Derek McLaughlin, Indian style over here.
17: It starts
20: with Arpit, Arpita. Oh, wait Hashtag, it starts with your name. So Starbucks is now exporting the transness to India. And so again, all of this relies, as I said before, on two things, unity of corporate wokeness and your apathy.
3: (laughs) Yo, that was like, that was like kind of corny. It was obviously a commercial for Starbucks. Like. But. Like, that was just like a parents being cool when they found out that they're their child had moved to america and while in america had discovered that they are a a trans person i don't understand what the problem was there also ben just casually said that uh you know when they said oh they added a letter ben just they he they bleeped it out on his own fucking channel where they're like oh they removed your dick (laughs) fuck off ben here's another ben shapiro this is uh This one's, this is just fucking, this isn't, this isn't really highly offensive in any sort of way. This is just like, dude, really? This is about the uh, swimsuit edition of uh, fucking Sports Illustrated.
20: It is also Sports Illustrated. So Sports Illustrated, years ago, I canceled. I used to be like for years and years and years, I was a Sports Illustrated devotee. I think that I got my Sports Illustrated subscription when I was like 13, 14 years old and I had it for probably 20 years. It was like my, my kind of, Saturday afternoon enjoyment was reading the sports articles in Sports Illustrated, obviously. Uh, And I'm one of the five people in America who actually called up Sports Illustrated and said, don't send me the swimsuit edition. I would instead prefer to receive like a regular extra
3: magazine. You can do that with Sports Illustrated. (laughs) Yeah, they made Ben was like he called him up and he was like, hey, you need to not do the uh, Sports Illustrated, illustrated swimsuit edition and just make an extra edition of your magazine just for me.
20: The Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition was obviously tailored at dudes, right? I mean, it was obviously beautiful women in body paint and it was pretending to be sports, right? That, that's what it was. I, I didn't, I had
3: ideological. No, ability. no. A lot of times those were women who were athletes, Ben.
20: Because again, I'm not big into the objectification of women. I'm actually not a huge fan of women in bathing suits pandering for the male gaze. I'm actually not a huge fan of that because again, I'm a religious conservative. <laughs>
3: Dude, <laughs> I just chose that because it was fucking dumb. Like, if you don't want, like, if you don't like the swimsuit edition and when it shows up, just don't read it. Right? You can just be like, like, I'm not reading that. It is sinful. Or whatever the fuck. Here's uh, Michael Knowles from uh, Daily Wire. He's like the C team over there at the Daily Wire. He is going to talk about Cleopatra. And apparently, uh, Cleopatra was white. Cleopatra, racially, was white.
27: Cleopatra, culturally, was white. I'm not sure that those terms necessarily totally correspond to antiquity, but in as much as they do, she was a Mediterranean ruler who spoke Greek, who, if you had to say is she black or is she white, she was definitely white. Cleopatra had absolutely nothing in common with what we would today call black
3: culture. Well, to be fair, like nobody back then really had anything to do anything in common with what we would call any kind of culture. today. It was a long time ago, right? All this is,
27: is an expression of our popular cultures animus today toward white people and anything that can be associated with white people. That's all it is mentioned earlier that in politics usually you can keep things pretty simple this is a pretty simple one the culture just hates white people (laughs) in our law the only racial group along with the asians a little bit that you can legally discriminate against is white people and here's where the white people and the asians diverge culturally speaking the only group that it is acceptable to insult is white people it's actually encouraged in our culture to insult
3: white people that's all this is about i mean so my understanding is that cleopatra was what we would probably call mixed race where she was a darker skin certainly than i i do and was a greek and um egyptian that's that's my understanding of cleopatra as a historical figure now i could be wrong i'm not a cleopatra expert. But I'm not going to like die on the hill that she was white. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, more from the Daily Wire. We got Matt Walsh uh, talking about BLM families. I don't know what that means, really, but maybe we'll find out what he means here, which probably ain't great. Actually, finding out what Matt Walsh means when he talks about uh, the movement for black lives. Probably probably not going to be great. Oh, it's from his own uh, Twitter, too. So he this is something he thinks is smart and good.
22: You know who had a responsibility to help Jordan Neely? And I wish that he did get the help that he needed. I wish he got it years ago before he, before he became a, a, you know, a serial criminal. But do you know who should have helped him?
3: His family. Any number of people.
22: And I am really sick and tired of these families coming out after the fact. Like you left your loved one to live on the street this psychotic, violent criminal. You just left him on the street for a decade, and now you want to come back around and pretend that you're upset and, and tell the rest of us that we should have helped him?
3: But if he was violent, maybe the family—yeah, maybe the, maybe society should have helped. Yes, yes, the rest of us. That's
22: society, yes. He's your family member. Where the hell were you? That's why I want to ask the family of Jordan Neely now with your lawyer at the press conference— where were you for the last 10 years you know what
3: I would love for him to do is go up to the family of this Jordan Neely and um uh, try to scold them like this just walk right up go up the scold go scold them go scold them like in person Matt see you could do it you do it on Twitter or whatever but that's because if you do that stuff in person
22: the consequences are unpredictable he's your loved one what the hell did you do for him you didn't do anything. You did nothing. That's the case for almost all these BLM martyrs that we get. My God. Our families come out afterwards. Oh, my dear Lord, my our dear sweet boy. Where were you? You were nowhere. You didn't care about him. And now because you see the dollar signs, you want to, you want to cash in on his death. That's all this is. What the fuck? I know, I know that we're supposed to uh, speak in hushed and reverent tones about the families. Oh, the poor.
3: Well, family. yeah, they didn't like even even this doesn't make sense on its own terms. His family didn't do shit. He's mad that his family didn't bring him in. But like this, like people in chat were saying, it's a little more complicated if you're dealing with something like this in your family.
22: i holding the families accountable. Take care of your own. It's your responsibility, family, your responsibility. Take care of your own. It's not up to the, rest of, to the rest of us. You put the rest of us in impossible situations. By not taking care of your own, you put the rest of us. You inflict this person on the rest of us.
3: And then you- This is fucking, this is group punishment. This is, this is fascist shit. This is group punishment. There, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts. When you start calling for group punishment, it's just fascism.
22: To question after the fact- When we are forced to do things we don't want to do, Daniel Penny didn't go to work that day or get on the train that day, wanting to get into a physical altercation. He's not the one who instigated it. He's just sitting there. He wants to get from point A to point B. It's the only reason he's there. Jordan Neely put him in a situation where he had to make a choice. And you, as the family, put Daniel Penny in the same situation by not taking care of your own.
3: What was the family supposed to do?
22: Didn't take care of them, now you want to cash in and make tens of millions of dollars, and it'll probably work too, won't it? Because that will that will heal. That, that, that's the only way to heal now. Completely abandon your own family members and then and then well, I need I need money. I need to heal. It's
3: disgusting. Do we even know if the family has filed a lawsuit? They may have, they may not have, but like this group punishment shit is crazy. And the, the one of the one of the weird things, right, is that. He would be against this if like, for example, um, well, they're against this kind of group punishment, even if the group punishment is just criticism because his boss, Ben Shapiro be showing up in a lot of manifestos. And so they're like, well, we can't really do anything about that. It's like, well, really? Well, why aren't you, why aren't you acting in a more responsible way and trying to reduce the harm that you're doing to society? And instead you're inflicting these people upon us, like you. There, the, it doesn't even make sense. Like, you don't even have to like get outside of the Daily Wire to f- see how it's contradictory. But don't worry. Here's a here's Matt Walsh talking about uh, single mothers. Who, by the way, they should uh, be taking care of uh, their their offspring, not inflicting those on the rest of us. But we sh- just shouldn't celebrate them too much.
22: Single single moms need much more support because they aren't getting it from. They're the fathers of their children, which is where the support is supposed to come from, which isn't to say, by the way, that single moms are all, you know, the victims of deadbeats who ran out on them. Far from it. In fact, one of the reasons why we should not be throwing parades for single moms is that many of them choose to be this way. They choose to be single moms. The majority of divorces are initiated by women. Oh, no, it's this. oh, no,
3: they're 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 going to start talking about this. Uh, Crowder was talking about this too, how it's like a shame that uh, his wife was able to just up and leave.
22: And the majority of divorces cite things like money and irreconcilable differences, quote unquote, as the reason for the split. So these are not all or even mostly women who had to flee from horribly abusive men. In many cases, these are women who chose single motherhood as a lifestyle. Well, you, yeah, you
3: could just end a marriage whenever you want. If you don't want to. Be married to somebody anymore? Well, then fucking leave. If you got kids, it gets more complicated. But if you stay for the kids, it's actually bad for the kids. It's better for the kids if you have like a um, have an amicable divorce, as amicable as you can. Obviously, especially if one party doesn't want the divorce, they're not going to be super happy about it. But if then if you can try to maintain a decent relationship and do a good job of co parenting, those kids are going to be way better off than if you tried to stay together for the kids.
22: Believing that the father of their children is expendable. It's like an ego trip. Well, I can do both. We don't need you. Our kids don't need you. And this is a message that society seeks to reinforce. That's why they really want us to celebrate single motherhood. The left sees stable two-parent households as an existential threat to their agenda, which they are. Children from those kinds of households are going to be less vulnerable, less susceptible to the push and pull of the greater culture, Not immune from it, obviously, but less susceptible. And and that's the problem the left has with two-parent households. They don't want us raising and caring for our own kids. They don't want the home to be a fortress, protecting against insidious societal influences. They want our kids vulnerable, exposed. And that's why they present single motherhood as an ideal. It is ideal to them and their agenda. They just forget to mention that part.
3: So two parents is actually easier than one. It's better for the kids, but you don't have to necessarily live together for there to be two parents. that's that's that you can you can be divorced and the the kid can feel loved by both parents. Um, Just because you got divorced doesn't mean you're not both still the parents. Um, They also don't like uh, gay people adopting kids, Um, even though there's two of us. If there's if there's two of us and we're adopting kids, the gay couples adopting kids, they don't like that either. No pleasing these motherfuckers. Here's Michael Knowles again talking about Martha Stewart being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, uh, of the swimsuit issue, actually. Oh, no, it's just the uh, is it the swimsuit issue. We'll find out in a minute. If you could imagine, I'm not a big Sports Illustrated fan, nor do I uh, follow everything that Martha Stewart does.
27: So Sports Illustrated, in order to stay relevant, to stay in the news, it has to create controversy. And one way to create controversy is to pretend that dudes are chicks which is obviously completely disgusting, but at least gets them in the news. And then a better way for them to create controversy is to put an 81-year-old woman on the cover. So, okay, mission accomplished. They did that. But why is it wrong? Why is it wrong that even this very good-looking woman at 81 years old is on the cover? I go back to a line from St. Gregory the Great, which has been popularized in recent years by St. Jose Maria Escriva, which is that, it is not good to look at what it is not licit to desire. And I'm not going to use this line in its precision. I just mean it as a way to sort of get at why people feel like it's a little bit wrong to have an 81-year-old woman wearing a swimsuit on the cover of this magazine. We think it's wrong because we know it's not... We, sh- we should not be sexually desiring an 81 year old woman, even an 81 year old woman who's a beloved
3: cultural figure who looks very, very good, especially for her age. It's just, that's not right. Well, good. Be like little, little tiny dancer, Ben Shapiro and tell, tell sports illustrated. You don't want the ones with the fucking swimsuits. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Don't know what to tell you. We got one more. We're going to go a couple minutes long here on the pod and then we'll get into a red light. Um, We got Michael Knowles uh, talking about Pilates. Apparently, uh, he likes Pilates because there's no Satan in Pilates. Unlike yoga, where there's fucking Satan, I suppose. Even though yoga is just the most basic. And I don't mean like simple, I mean basic. It's the most basic thing in the world. Here we go.
27: Bailey says, "You do this spiritual ritual to place the power of the universe in your palms with symbols and prayers for Reiki." Ha ha! Yeah, no, the Reiki
3: stuff, man. That you're like just dancing with demons if you're doing Reiki stuff. Do not. No, it just—it's Reiki's just pseudoscience. It's it's not harmful. Not good, actually. All right, let's see. MK Krog says you can
27: totally divorce those. I do the yoga moves. I don't engage in the rest at all, but I'm only casual about it. Yeah, no, I'm not saying, I mean, isn't that just what Pilates is? Isn't Pilates just yoga without the
3: demons? <laughs> what the fuck, like, yo? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not like,
27: expert in What is this,
3: studies, the 1987? The creme de la creme, says Lindsay Lou. 19, like what is this, the satanic panic? I mean, yes, of course, the satanic panic's happening again. Speaking of which, anybody on the pod, you should tune in Thursday nights for our satanic panic show. We cover Scientology, uh, Satanic Panic stuff, and we watch this great show called Fire by Night. With that, I'm going to end the podcast. As always, live viewers, stay put. We're not going anywhere. I'm just going to change the color of the lighting here in this studio. I'm going to change the content of my beverage. And I'm going to get up and walk around and take a little break here. Uh, if you're not trying to watch on Twitch and you want the rest of the show, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash echoplex or eplex.store. Sign up at $5 or higher on any of those and you get the full audio and video capture while our podcast recording sessions plus extras sometimes we post Kat-a-day, sometimes we post conspiracy bingo so if you're you know, it's late where a lot of people are when I'm broadcasting it's already midnight on the east coast I understand so as always we're going to end our show this week with boomers by periscope and uh, like I said live viewers don't go anywhere we got a lot of weird shit for red light
21: DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9pm Pacific on twitch.tv ecoplexmedia Find our full schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.